Hello everybody, it is Michael here, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about the team that got the number 5 and number 8 pick in the draft, the Orlando Magic. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, 3-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! What you preach, I guess, what it talking trash. Now they want to pose with me like, uh-uh, not so fast. After trading Nikola Vucevic and firing their head coach, it is clear that the Magic are going in full rebuild mode, and I do feel like they have a lot of players who fit into that and have a very, very bright future. Going into some of the talent on this roster, there is some clear issues. The two of those issues being that uh, both of their young building blocks in Marco Fultz and Jonathan Isaac both have a torn ACL, which is very, very unfortunate. And it just absolutely sucks for them so, so much. Uh, hopefully, Jonathan Isaac uh, will be back in the 2022 season and will be playing good basketball like he was before he's got injured. But he has a history of injuries, and it's incredibly concerning because he does have a ton of talent. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. I mean, that cannot be understated. He is a legit guy who I think could be a defensive player of the year at some point. And his offense, while still not being great, was slowly progressing to being better. And with how good he is defensively, you just need him to be a solid to hopefully above average offensive player. And he's going to be incredibly impactful for this team. It's just all about him staying healthy going forward for this roster. And Markel Fultz was someone who was having a solid year. He's continued to improve every single season was having a bit of a stretch of bad games, uh, but it was only an eight-game sample size, so you really can't uh, take that for much. And I was excited about the future of Markel Fultz and what he could potentially be going forward, uh, but that ACL injury does worry me quite a bit because he probably won't be playing uh, next year, and even if he does, it's probably going to be middle of the year. And I just do think that probably slowed down a lot of his progress, especially as an athletic point guard who relies on that athleticism. And that's usually what uh, helps him get to his spots. It definitely does suck having an ACL injury. Uh, I just hope he bounces back because he's already been through so much in his young career. And with him being someone that uh, was extended from the Magic, I hope that extension isn't something that hurts them just because he had a really unfortunate injury. Because I do think, again, he was progressing to being a lot better. He's never going to live up to the number one pick hype but i do think he can be a very very solid role player and they got him for almost nothing so if they can get a very solid role player out of that i think that's a good move for them now talking about some of the other young talent on the roster let's talk about the two centers wendell carter jr was someone who had a very rough season for the bulls he wasn't necessarily awful but he was disappointing his defense was much worse than most had anticipated a lot of people thought he could be someone who was in all defensive conversations going forward but he fell on his face uh, but I do feel like he was really rejuvenated in a different role in Orlando. He still wasn't great, but he had some big games that showed some potential. And I think with a team that is going to have low expectations, he can just expand his uh, range from the three-point line and just expand himself as a player as a whole and i think that's big for him he just needs to get some confidence going and i do think we started to see that in orlando so i'm expecting a very good year uh next season for wendell carter and i'm expecting good stuff from him going forward mo bamba is someone who i've always tried to believe in and i do still think has potential 
But I've just never seen it with Mo Bamba. He's one of those guys who's crazy uh, attributes-wise, like crazy long arms. And when you saw his potential coming out of Texas as someone who could shoot at that size, it was really exciting. But he's still very skinny, sometimes can get bodied down low, and his offensive game really hasn't come along. He's not nearly the finisher you'd want him to be. He's not that great of a shooter, so even uh, that isn't uh, a big threat. It's just really unfortunate that Mo Bamba has kind of failed. Uh, I do think they should still give him time and uh, just continue to hope that it pans out. And I think this would be the best chance for it to pan out uh, with him having some competition alongside Wendell Carter. I think that uh, makes them both better players. And with him uh, getting more minutes than he was getting under Nikola Vucevic, hopefully he can be better. But I just don't see an avenue where Mo Bamba is a great player. Hopefully he can just develop at this point to being a very solid backup center. Uh, and that would be at least decent. Now let's talk about the rookies who were on their roster last year. Chumo Kiki is someone that they drafted in uh, 2020, but due to him coming off an ACL injury at Auburn, he missed all of last year, but he did show some nice signs uh, in his rookie season at Orlando. I still don't necessarily like love the pick because he is 22 now that he had to miss his first season uh, and he's coming into being a rookie, uh, being pretty old for what a typical rookie would be who was drafted uh, as quote unquote high as he was, uh, but he's very solid, just decent defensively, shoots the ball pretty well. Uh, he just does everything at a good rate, and I think he's a nice rotational wing going forward. I don't think he's much more than that, but I just think he's someone who every team would want. Has a solid bench and potentially even starting wing. Uh, it's decent for them to have him going forward, and I think he can be nice. Cole Anthony is someone who has a ton of potential, and I think he's the person who benefits most from this team being in a rebuild because he still has up and down moments for sure. It was a rough rookie season for him at times. He dealt with some injuries like most players on this team, uh, and then he just dealt with a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of great games, but a lot of really rough games as well. Uh, but again, I do think with a team that isn't trying to win right now and is going to give their young players plenty of time to grow, he's someone who can really thrive off of that. He averaged 13 points, which is solid. And I think if he can really get that three-point shot up, uh, he has a lot of potential because he attacks the basket well, just needs to do it a little bit less recklessly at times, didn't shoot super well from two-point range. Uh, his playmaking came along a little bit, and I think that's something that's going to continue to develop, and I'm excited about his future. Uh, they traded for RJ Hampton in the Aaron Gordon trade, and he showed some nice signs. Both in Orlando uh, and Denver, he showed some solid potential, showed some solid moments. Obviously, a lot more in Orlando, though. He was given much more opportunity, was now playing 25 minutes a game, being a big part of the rotation, and he really showed some great signs, man. His three-point shot still isn't super good, uh, but he developed every other part of his game. He was attacking the basket well, uh, just taking advantage of his strengths, his athleticism, uh, he's a solid defender as well, rebounds pretty strong for a guard, and with him still being super young, only 19 years old in his rookie year, uh, I think he has a long, long way to go, and I'm really excited to see how good he can be in the future. I think he's a great long-term uh, building piece for them, even if he's not necessarily even a starter in the future. Uh, I just do think he's a nice young talent to have on this team. 
They will have the fifth and the eighth pick in a very, very good 2021 draft class, which is incredibly exciting for them. I think at the fifth pick, they're definitely taking Jonathan Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga is personally my sixth ranked player behind Scotty Barnes, but I do actually think them taking him at fifth makes all the sense in the world and it's what I would do there as well. And that sounds weird because again, I have Scotty Barnes ranked ahead of him, but I think for a team like this that's going in a rebuilding direction, taking someone who has a super high ceiling and Jonathan Kuminga makes all the sense in the world. He's someone who can create his own shot very well for someone who is his side, has a ton of defense. Uh, defensive upside even if it's really not there right now and just the physical tools that he has give me a lot of promise he was someone who didn't really start seriously picking up basketball till later than most of the other top players in this class so he still has a lot of development to do but i'm really excited for the future of jonathan kaminga and think he could be a great pick for them and then at eight there's a lot of different options so many different options uh, the one who I think would be most realistic if he does end up landing there and if they can get him would be my favorite pick would be Moses Moody because he's my favorite player in the draft class. He is the perfect three and D wing and with a team whose shooting isn't super great getting someone like uh, Moody who can shoot the hell out of the ball and is also an incredible defender would be very very good. I think the defensive potential of this team uh, would be incredibly exciting with someone like Moody on the roster. You look at some other options as well. James Booknight is someone who I think could be a good fit here. He kind of reminds me of uh, just like the classic six-man prototype build of being a super uh, athletic guard who can really score the ball. Reminds me a lot of like Jordan Clarkson. Has a little bit of like Jamal Murray in him as well. He's an exciting player. Keon Johnson broke the NBA uh, record at the combine for vertical, jumping 48 inches. He would be a a high upside pick for sure and that's one you'd be taking a bit of a risk on especially alongside Kuminga because neither of their jump shots are super good uh, but again with them being in a full rebuild direction you can afford that and that potential uh, on defense is really exciting as well Jalen Johnson is someone who has a lot of potential again shooting isn't really there uh, there's just a ton of guys that they could potentially take. Maybe even you uh, swing high on Kai Jones, who has crazy upside. Maybe you take uh, Alperun Sengun, who's someone who plays a ton like Nikola Vucevic. There's a lot of different options they could go to. I think for them, they just take whoever they think is the best player available. And that really just varies depending on who gets picked uh, in the top seven. But you're going to be getting a very good player at eight regardless. And then you have a nice young core going forward of the two guys you draft in this class and then a bunch of other young talent who has a lot of different versatility while i don't know if there's any superstar on this roster going forward i think you're getting a ton of complimentary pieces and then hopefully maybe next year you land the top pick or a top three pick and that's where you get your superstar player I'm really, really excited about the young core they have on this roster. But going into some of the veterans, Otto Porter is going to be off the roster. Uh, Gary Harris will be on a 20 million expiring, which will be nice. Terrence Ross is on 12 and a half mil and then 
11 and a half mil. I think he's a trade chip for sure. Uh, contending teams will absolutely want him. And I just definitely think he should be off the roster because he could bring a lot of value to a contending team and uh, they could get some value out of him. James Ennis will be on an expiring contract and he'll be off the roster. Uh, Michael Carter Williams only has got one year left. Dwayne Bacon's on a non-guaranteed. Uh, so they definitely have a ton of flexibility going into future off seasons. They still are somehow paying Timothy Mozgov five million, which is just hilarious. And they'll have a uh, hundred mil on the books in uh, this off season, but then they'll only have 55 in the next off season. And with this team, I just think you take a ton of chances on young talent that hasn't panned out for whatever reasons. Go after uh, some young players, go after some restricted free agents, and just hope it works out. You have a lot of room to make mistakes in this rebuild. And I just think they should be as patient as possible, let their young talent develop, and it'll be looking uh, up going into the future for the Magic. It's just going to take time, going to take patience, uh, but they do have talent here. And I think just once they land that guy for their roster then they could start progressing to actually being a competitive team but for now they should just be a team that looks at these young players evaluates them and see if they can fit on the roster going forward or see if they're going to be expendable but yeah that's been the video it's been michael peace out